CBS Sewers. time we had to have him back because he killed it last year when we were talking about big brother last season appropriately enough joining us on a special interview on below the belt show evil dick donato former bb winner and icon and legend in the game um evil uh good to have you back man such a build-up man <laughs> I think you're worthy of that. You're a former winner. You're a two-time player. And the second time, you didn't leave on your own accord. So, or get voted no, out. You know, you know what I like more than, more than just about anything? Anytime there's like a top 10 of reality villains, I am always in whoever's list. And that is like, that, that, like that's a pretty cool claim to fame, right? Yeah. <laughs> So, of course, with that cool claim to fame, you, I'm sure you have opinions. I've seen your Twitter. You certainly have some opinions on the current uh, season 23 of Big Brother. Can you believe it's 23 seasons? My goodness. Dude, wow. uh, how long have I been doing this with you? Like, I, I know we missed like a couple years in between, but like probably since I won, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, it's, like, so we've been talking, like, I think we missed a few years in between, but I think like more or less, for like 14 years now. How ridiculous is that? It's insane. It's insane, Evil. And of Dude, course, I always... was watching. I swear to God, when Big Brother, when Big Brother came out, and they were like doing the promos, and like uh, you've seen it on TV, and it was like, unlike, there was a show unlike anything else, and it was already a big hit in Europe. So it was like, there's a show that you can like literally. They're locked in a house. You can go online and watch them, like anytime you want, twenty four hours a day. Like that, like that shit was crazy. Like think <laughs> of it, that was like twenty one years ago. Like there was nothing like that. Like it was so ahead of its time. Wasn't and, it? Um, the problem is, is it hasn't changed. <laughs> like they, <laughs> no, really. I mean, it was like so cool then, but like they, I don't know. There's like they, they should be. I don't know, trying to do something like a little more innovative. Here we are, like, you know, 20 something years down the road. And, right. you know, it's the same kind of bullshit. So, um. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I guess you do have a point. I mean, the only season that was very different was the first season of Big Brother, the very first season where there was no voting out. It was just kind of like a real world. Um, but well, uh, it was, ever, it was the, yeah. the fans, it was the fans got rid of people. Um, it was all about the fan vote. And, what happened was all the all the fans oh i really like jane she's really nice well you had all of these really nice boring ass people at the end and the ratings like totally and the ratings went from something like it was like astronomical like 20 or 25 million down to like i don't know two or three million at the end like <laughs> like it like takes so hard so they totally like you know changed the whole like uh, kind of the concept around and like made it more of a competition uh, with competitions and things like that and 
um, you know, it, it brought us to kind of like the started evolving into the show that we have now. Yep, yep. Well, one thing that is noticeably different um, this season is diversity. Um, so that's, uh, I guess, a new rule with CBS reality television going forward. 50% diversity um, is necessary in casting, which I think is great for representation. Um, how do you feel it's affected the game? Well, uh, let's give credit where credit is due. And it's not to CBS. It's to Big Brother Canada. Okay, Arissa, Arissa, um, Arissa Cox, the host of Big Brother Canada, um, during their, when COVID first started hitting, they were in the middle of, they were in the middle of the most fucked up season. People were quitting. People, it was just a disastrous mess that season. Um, it was like Big Brother Canada 8. Hey, whoever did this, like, thank you. I can finally see you guys. I had like little tiny doubts before. Uh, and who, whoever put me like in a, uh, in a schoolyard, wherever the hell I am. Anyhow. Um, Is the schoolyard gone? No, I'm I'm in the middle of it. I see you guys. But what happened was through all of that shit and Black Lives Matters, Arista, who's black, um, the host of Big Brother Canada, they made her an executive producer. There was some shit went that went down on Big Brother Canada, and she threatened to quit. Um, so they really wanted her to stay. They made her an executive producer. She told them, if if I'm gonna stay and I'm you know. I don't just want this. I want this. I want this. And I want this. And part of it was 50% diversity, 50% minorities in the cast. <clears throat> now, Big Brother Canada has always been so much better about diversity than Big Brother US. Like, it doesn't even compare. When's, right. do, have you ever heard of an indigenous person being cast on Big Brother? Or on Survivor, or I've never on even met an indigenous on person. Yes. <laughs> right? Seriously, like this is our goddamn country, and they're not yeah. even—they're not represented at all. Big yep. Brother Canada, from the very beginning, has had indigenous people on their show, um, at least like one or two every single season. Anyhow, wow. so Arissa said, and she came out the next season, Big Brother Canada nine, and she said, uh, "It's going to be fifty percent, at least fifty percent." minorities so i think that that kind of put the pressure on cbs and then all of a sudden here cbs is like uh we're from now on we made the decision that we're gonna you know all they did was like you know follow the lead from big brother canada but they're doing it and they're doing it for big brother and for survivor kristen you had a comment i hear they share some like casting crew or or what have you with within production they, they used, used to, but uh, Big Brother U.S. fired Robin this last season. This is the first season in 20, I think she started casting in either one or two. Um, so, like, you know, 22, Big Brother of the top, you know, however many seasons the show's basically been on. This is the first season without Robin. You know, it's weird, too, because, like, they hired her to cast Love Island. And when they did, I was just like, first off like i hated the fact that she would like she would cast four showmances this isn't a big brother's not a dating show okay although it has very much a lot of success in dating Uh, yeah well if you watch the feeds i don't know how successful you caught listen if i want to watch porn i get like i find two people i want to see fucking and i'll watch that 
not like two pigs in the house here that I don't want to see naked. And it's just not my idea of a good time. Oh man! But, um, but like, it scared me because like I'm like, and I knew what she was gonna do. Yeah. I'm like, she's just gonna cast like get a whole bunch of people. She's gonna do casting all at once for both shows and yeah. move people around, and that's exactly what she did. And it was like, um, uh, I wasn't happy with it. But I think the reason she got canned was because of, um, she had a problem casting racists on this on the show. She just did. Uh, let's call it what it is. Big Brother 21 was really, really bad. Big Ooh. Brother 15 was really, really bad. Oh, um, absolutely. Um, There's two. Yeah. So um, I think that like when they made the commitment to diversity, they're like, we can't really do it with her at the at the helm of this. So they um, just gave her the boot. But uh, I thought they were going to give her the boot in Canada, too. Um, but they haven't. So she is still casting up there. Oh, wow. So what do you think of the cookout? I mean, uh, as an alliance, um, and of course, we're getting our first team, first ever in 23 seasons, we will have a black winner or a winner of African-American descent. What are your thoughts? It's it's long overdue. And, you know, it's like, I, I don't know, it's like CBS, Robin, whoever came up with the formula, because it was a formula. For all of those years i mean like it got to a point where i was just like okay she's going to cast one black guy who's you know uh, a mama's boy and goes to church and played football in college um mm-hmm. she's gonna cast like a sassy black woman um they're going to cast a gay guy with really bad fashion sense um they're going to cast three meatheads to fuck these three girls with, uh, you know, two, uh, two blondes and a brunette. <laughs> it's just, and then there's going to be one older person, either a dude or a woman in their, like their, uh, forties. Uh, um, it was like just, it was just so predictable. The casting, it, I used to say it's the same cast with different faces is all. It, it was, wow. It was. You know, there's um, always was, one girl with a very mousy voice in every season. Yeah, always. With an always. <laughs> It's been going on since, like, I'm trying to think. I know all the way back in season five with Holly. And I really like Holly. Don't get me wrong. Holly, like, she's the one that, like, gave her mannequin, like, a name. And, like, what, like, talked, like, her mannequin was talking back to her at home. Um, But uh, she had a very annoying voice. And just, like, Jessica on my scene, almost every single season. I don't know why. Like, this must be, like, a prerequisite we have to have a block well and i ran into one of the casting guys in vegas one time i was at okay. the hard one and it was like oh god it was like so so close to casting like i when i ran into i ran into him like at the pool um remember when they did rehab out at hard rock yeah like, uh, i've been hard, yeah sundays it was like yeah, shit and, yeah, <laughs> uh, and like I run into I ran into one of the casting guys once they which one, but I run into him out there and he's like, I'm like, what the hell are you doing there? He's like casting. I'm like, I-, I thought that they were already locked up. Like for the show it was so close. He's like, right. No, no, Tuesday. So it's like two days before. And I'm like, Well, what are you doing here? He's like, I need a hot little blonde. And like that's that's how they cast. They cast with they they used to anyhow with a whiteboard thing i need like these are the types this is what always has made me mad about her casting was instead of going out and finding the most intriguing interesting right. um, 
you know, compelling Characters. personality. Yes. Right. You're like looking for these people that you already have in your mind. It's like bullshit. <laughs> you know, what about somebody that like, this is why it took me three years to get on the show because I didn't fit into any one of those squares. Right. You know, and there's like a number of other people. And I know that she's like had to have missed a bunch of really good castings because they don't fit. I, I fit into my my stereotype was before me, every single older dude was the father figure of the house. And <laughs> right. that's not me. And that is like, wasn't me 15 years ago. Well, technically, literally, you're the father of Danielle, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I didn't, like, I, I didn't look like the people that they cast before me in that, right. in that spot. I mean, those dudes were all like wearing khaki shorts and like black socks and yeah, you know what I'm saying? They just like you pull those shirts and here I come with like black and red hair and all these piercings and yeah. piercings and fuck this and fuck that and you know <laughs> and it's just like they didn't know what to make of me. They didn't know what to, and it's like, well, we like this guy, but I don't know where is he gonna fit in. Right. So uh, the last season, season eight, I told them, I said, um, um, I go, this is it, Bethany. Bethany's one of the the higher ups in casting. And she was the first one I saw, like, when they called me back again. And I go, this is it. She goes, third time's a charm? I go, or oh, three strikes and you're out. I go, either cast me or fuck off because I'm never doing this again. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm being very, very serious. If you guys don't put me on the show, lose my number. It's really, like, what, what people don't understand, what you guys hear, I'm sure you don't understand. It's a long, drawn-out casting process. It's three months long. You're supposed to be not allowed to tell anyone. And I've gotten all the way to the finals, like to the very, like they keep me like hanging to like literally like a week before the show starts. You don't know if you're going to be on or not. So I have to, I had to pay my rent, my electricity, my car payment, right. my cable, my phone, my this, my that for, for three fucking months. And it's like, I wasn't like rolling in dough. Like I, I was like, like getting by, I had to borrow money to like pay my rent and shit for right. like three months in advance um, for for like the third year, and I'm like, I'm fucking doing this shit again. <laughs> it's well, like would, such a pain you, in the ass. Would you say casting's a lot better this season? I mean, you mentioned the the lack of characters. What do you think of all the characters in the current season? Everybody's very nice. Everybody's really nice, but that's kind of a problem okay. because it's been like kind of kumbaya from the beginning. Um, mm -hmm. you haven't seen any real conflict. There was no like real fights or anything. Like the it's true. I don't know the thing that um, it's a nice guy cast, right? It's it's very. They all get along. It's like you know, I don't know. Derek Derek Frazier. I was rooting for Derek Frazier from the beginning, but <laughs> I don't know. I have a hard time rooting for him. He's such a dick. Um, <laughs> Is it the way he pronounced? Uh, I I vote to a vote or something of the. Oh, I. I sadly evoke to. <laughs> he changed it last week, though. He did. He still didn't he fixed it, right, but he removed one of the words. So it yeah, he, yeah, he was actually good for both evictions. But I like had fake T-shirts made up and I posted online and said, "Buy your new, buy your I vote, I vote to Victor, whatever if I can put up, uh, you know." And then like whoever's running Derek's Twitter was like, "Hey, we want a piece of that." there was a few of them i was rooting for this season and i don't normally do that i normally like 
wait and see what I think of people. But I always, but I always, every season, I'll root for the older person because I know what yeah. it's like in that spot. That would and, be Tiffany. That would be Tiffany. And, season, right? and I was rooting for Tiffany from the beginning. Tiffany, Good. I was rooting for former Frenchie, but that like burned out in like two days. I'm like, oh Jesus, guys, oh, like insane. He was uh, all over the place. So. But let me tell you something. I wish he wouldn't have went. It really got boring. Like the season got boring as shit. At least he got us something. We had two weeks of like excitement where people were like couldn't stop talking about this guy's out of his motherfucking mind. Like he's just crazy. Like what is gonna he's like changed his mind fifty times he was and like, he was. I feel like though because of him, and I've said this to Nick, my husband, because he feels very passionately about the season also. And I feel like if it weren't for Frenchie, the cast would look a lot different where it is now like i think he set the standard for mixing up who gets voted out and i think if he hadn't done what he did even though it got him kicked out and his mouth got him kicked out right. i think the cast would look reminiscent of previous years where there's the jocks that are usually in charge there's you know the smart one that's still there lingering in and floating around and stuff so i'm actually really thankful for what he did like we were voting for him rooting for him in the beginning also, and then it got really uncomfortable. But um, like, and I think a lot of the reasons why people are so nice is because they've learned that if you're not nice, there will be backlash. And because I've noticed that also watching the show, that it's not as exciting. I mean, I hated some of the bullying, obviously, in previous seasons, but I feel like one of the reasons that they're so nice isn't because they're necessarily super nice. They just know that if they're not nice on a global platform, it could potentially have some serious repercussions for them career-wise and stuff because everything is super black and white right now in terms of if you're a good person or not. Right, cancel culture and all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely affecting it. I think it's yeah, this is the first season in a long time that there's been no TMZ stories come out of Big Brother. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, how many times with JC on TMZ? Ice cream scoop and people's genitals and kissing Tyler's yeah. arm, and all that weird shit. Is there any stuff crazy going on in live feeds? Kristen, you had mentioned that uh, Kai and Tiff are hooking up. There's some cuddling action okay. from, from what I understand. Yeah, I think uh, it's more than cuddling, but I, I think, <laughs> like, honestly, I think that, like, she liked him. I think that he'll fuck anybody. And I think he made that clear by, like, <laughs> isn't he, like, um, like, uh, I'll fuck anybody sexual. Is it is that like a thing? Like what do they call it? He's pan. I don't think he's come out as pan, but I no. It's it's well, like he's Derek, he's, right? He's he's beyond pan. He's like oh. whatever he identifies as means I'll fuck anything that moves. Like seriously, I'm not like I'm I'm dead fucking serious. I don't know the right. word, but there's okay. I Listen, when I was like when I was growing up, and stuff, <laughs> it, it was like I just my generation is like. We don't really care who you're having sex with. It does. Yeah. Oh, you're LGBT, QRST. Okay, that's cool. Right on. Do your thing. But now it's like so specific. Like I only fuck by women on Sundays and Tuesdays. Like there's a there's like a name for that type of person. Um, oh. It's just kind of weird. There's too many. Uh, to me, it's there's there's too many. For a lot of things, yeah. It's like spin the wheel. Yeah. I don't need to know exactly who you want to fuck. It does not matter to me. So, uh, anyway, back to this season. 
Um, <laughs> the, the Alliance, the cookout, is one of, truly, it's one of, if not the best Alliance that has ever played the game. It's worth what, they did, what, what Tiffany did, Tiffany took the strategy of the brigade from Big Brother 12. Okay, they added two more people. The brigade had four. And the strategy was each one of the four would go out and get one person as a side alliance. But they're true to the four. And so their four becomes an eight. Well, this is a six. And so each person um, would make it a 12. And they just like dominated and ran through. The problem with these alliances is on the entertainment, entertainment level for television, it's fucking boring as shit because nobody likes seeing a big alliance run through the house unopposed and just like run things. I, I, I want to see like what every, what every big brother, like true big brother fan wants to see is a house divided and power going back and forth. One week, yeah. uh, the butt lovers alliance is in power. The next week, the pussy lovers alliance is in power. And then back and forth and back and they're which evicting each other. And Dick, which one were you in of, the, of those two groups? Uh, the pussy lovers alliance. <laughs> I will say, though, I think Tiff is definitely giving me some serious Netta vibes. When we're talking BB Can, um, I think... She's played a very smart game. Obviously, I think winning her second HOH kind of did her in ultimately, but um, she would have went anyway. That's you know that's bullshit because she would have went anyway. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. And those guys at the end of the season, those guys are gonna lie because those guys they were planning on getting rid of her like last week, okay? And like they talked about it and they agreed to it and they said if one of them won before they made the sixth. Let's talk about that just for a second, and we'll get back to this. The sixth thing. To me, it was like, you know, I just, I put this out there on social media, I think just like yesterday. It was a very noble idea to, let's make this alliance, let's make a black alliance, the six of us, and let's make it to the end. Let's make history and make it to the end. Very noble idea, very noble, like, um, it, I think they call it, um, uh, the cause, wait, is it the cause, I think. Am I, okay. I think it's the So <laughs> they call it the cause. And it's because of the history of Big Brother and discrimination and them only having one black house guest almost every single season up yeah. until I think Big Brother 13. When I was in Big Brother 13, I, I seriously, I... When I first came in and they introduced and we had like six returning people and the rest eight were, you know, new people. I sat down, I sat down on the table and we're all talking. I'm like, holy shit, there's three black people in here. There's never been three black people in a, in, in a season before ever. Right. Um, and that was the first time that they had three black people and was uh, Big Brother 13. So that was like 10 years ago. So, um, where was I going before? I wanted to circle back, but I'm like lost my place. <laughs> the cause? You're, is it going oh, back the to cause? the cause? Yeah. yeah uh, you know, it was. <laughs> I understand that it's. Some, I, I, okay, I'm not black, so no, I don't have like a pure, full hearted understanding of what it means to 
all the Black Big Brother fandom or the people in the house or whatever. But I have a very good understanding of money, okay? Mm-hmm. And I know that the money is better in my pocket. Al, I love you, but it's better in my pocket than yours, motherfucker. <laughs> so like, even though you want all six to make the final six, like that would be a great thing. But like, come 10 years from now, looking back, are they going to go, oh, only five made it. They really, you know, it could have been great if all six made it, but only five, they got rid of one at that final seven. So they didn't do it. No, nobody would give a fuck. Yeah. And what happened was Tiffany voted out her best fucking ally in the house, mm. her best friend in the house. That was tough when to watch. Those guys, when those guys, if they won, they were voting her out. And she stuck to what she said and she voted her best friend out instead of getting rid of one of those guys. The thing, the, this alliance, the cookout, has helped Kylan and Xavier the most. Absolutely. Because Xavier would have been gone a long fucking time ago had it not been for the cause and the six sticking together. Right. There's right. every big in, intimidating buff dude They like I think that Jackson is like one of the only like meatheads that's actually won the game because everybody, every other cast in 23 seasons is like, ah, fuck this guy. He's winning too many comps. They got to go. And Kylan, when Kylan was won all those comps early and then he won an HOH and basically ran Sarah's best HOH, he would have been gone after that. There's no way. No cast would have kept him. None. Mm -hmm. Xavier was on the block like three or four weeks in a row. And I like the fact that he's crying about it. You guys follow all that shit online? Yeah. He's like, I'm on the block. Like, he was like, he was crying worse than Bertini about being on the block for four weeks. I'm on the block for four weeks in a row. I'm sitting here going, <laughs> you put yourself on the block. Okay. He, do you remember he was on the block and he won that veto? But the veto that he won, part of the thing was he had to go in seclusion for a full right. 24 hours. He had to uh, oh, give up his BB bucks, and he had to go back on the block next week. That was the stupidest deal. That was the stupidest deal I ever. Okay, hold on. Let me take all your money. You go into solitary for 24, and you're right back on the block next week. Are you good with that? Yeah, okay, I'm good with that. Why would you just stay on the block when you know you're not going home against the person <clears throat> you're sitting against? Yeah. So anyhow, so he put himself on the block the second week, and he cried yeah. like a bitch because he was on the block. Yeah. Uh, he uh, should have gone home. He should have gone home during that stretch. There's no way in hell any other season if he like didn't have that alliance, he should be like, if he wins, he should give them all like a hundred grand because like they kept his ass in the house when they well, could have just smart him. not disclosing he's a lawyer. Because doing that obviously would have put that target on his back. You mentioned Britney earlier, though, man. Uh, not the biggest Britney fan. Uh, the, the crying was was a little much. I don't much. think anybody was. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, you know, was. I, what, I might put her in the uh, the top mo- most annoying um, contestants of Big Brother history, in my opinion. Uh, she was annoying. She was totally annoying. And what was so weird was like you get some people going, "Oh, oh you're such a jerk." It's like. It's because she's autistic. It's like, no, it's because she's annoying. I like know plenty of, I, I know a number yeah. of autistic people. There's been a number of autistic people on Big Brother. 
I understand like their ticks and the little things are like different, but there's, I don't care what kind of people they are. There's like people that are good, that are fine and people that are not annoying. And there's people that are annoying and she's just annoying. She was like, she was, she was like balancing on a bed beam or something. Mm-hmm. And I, I turned on the feast and this girl's like, did this slow motion fall with her arms flailing, like, went out for like 30 seconds and then she fell on a bed and i was like if i was in that house i'd like mother with a pillow she'd be dead then come next oh my god that is pure evil evil uh who would you align with in this current uh the current cast it's weird everybody says that every season like who would you align with it's impossible it's impossible to know and like i always say this because there's just like in real life, let's say work, okay? You guys are at work, and you have, like, a, a boss or somebody, and they, like, won't look you in the eye when they're, like, telling you something. Yeah. Or um, or you hear that, like, they're talking shit behind your back. Um, or uh, different things like that that are, like, very, very subtle, but give you, like, a bad feeling about the person. Or you just have a bad feeling about the person. Or you just feel like you can't trust them. Um, and so it's really, really hard to say. Um, but, um, of course I would like to have aligned with, uh, Tiffany. I, I really, really like Tiffany this season. Tiffany yeah. is the best player this season. Absolutely. Uh, again, once again, the best player will not win big brother, but she is the best player. Like, and it's not even close. Yeah. What's really funny. Did you hear Derek? Like, like taking all credit for like all the shit that she did. He's like telling other people, he's like, I came up with this. I came up with the alliance. I came up with the strategy. I came up with, see your face, Vanessa? That was my face. It was like, I just smelled like a really bad fart. Like, what? (laughs) How do you know you didn't just smell a really bad fart? (laughs) (laughs) Could be. Uh, But it's like, it's truly unbelievable how these people, like, and it's like, is he trying to? Is he consciously trying to rewrite history, or is this guy so beyond gone and delusional that he really truly believes this bullshit? Because I'm sorry, dude, you like, <laughs> I, like I, I don't, I don't even know how they get so much footage of him upright during the televised shows because, like, literally. The dude is like in the laying prone position, like twenty three hours and thirty minutes out of the day. Right. And I think he only gets up to take a shit and to go eat <laughs> and to sweat. He's sweating all the time. He's a weird. When you're a big dude like that, that's what you yeah. do. And I like the fact that he's like, um, you know, he he falls off these comps and stuff, and then he comes right. inside, he bitches. That right. they don't make comps for big guys. And it's like, uh, there's been like 10 memory comps or like question comps. Yeah. And, yep. and here's another thing. Absolutely. Did, did, do you, let's take like a quick little vote here. Does anyone think that he like worked out at all before the season to get prepared for this? I mean, he's out. related to uh, Smoking Joe Frazier. That's yeah. his dad. Yeah. I think that doesn't mean that he's a pro boxer. <laughs> people do not prepare the way I know I would. If I was planning to go on Big I Brother, did. it would be my full-time job, aside from my other full-time job, to prep and be prepared. And I don't think he he or most people do that. Because I was the older one, 
And because he is the bigger one, he should have been doing this. I literally trained. Like, I'm not kidding. Yeah. I knew I was, like, going to be playing. It, I, You know, <laughs> you look at these competitions and stuff, and it, it's funny because I look, I've looked at the show. There's three different ways I've seen the show. As a fan, before, like, I ever even, like, audition, and you sit back and it's like, ah, oh, look at that idiot, you know, that, give me another beer. Uh, and then when I made the finals in season five, and then again in six, and then seven was also it, that whole stretch of three years gets you like, like really, you start looking at it from a game perspective. And it's like, you know, oh, really getting into, you know, why did this guy go home? What, what exactly was a turning point? Why did he fuck up? Why did this, why did Dr. Will slide through in two and seven and like examine that stuff? And I was like taking notes and I had notes and shit all over my apartment. And yeah. I would go out every single day. I lived by a city college. And there was a, I don't know, it was about a mile to the college and I would run around the basketball courts and the tennis court. And then I would go down the street and then I would like, um, there was like one of those big circular things that we go up and what, you know, a big spiral where you go up and you go across over to like six lanes or something and a big spiral to get down. And I'd run that motherfucker back and forth up and down the spiral, up and down the spiral. I'd go on the bleachers and run the bleachers. I'd have my son and his friend on one side of the tennis court just running my ass off while I'm on the other side by myself. Like, I, like I, when I'm telling you that I trained, like, seriously, I trained for it because I know that the people I was going to be going up against were going to be, like, 20 years old. And I was, like, you know, at that time I was 44. So that's, right. like, a, that's a huge advantage. That, look, at, look at my daughter. She was 20 the first time she went on. She mm -hmm. whipped everybody's ass in all these <laughs> competitions. She still has like a tied the record with Janelle for most Vita wins in a season. <clears throat> Look at her last season. She's 35 years old. She sucked. She couldn't win shit. She's like, oh my God, I'm so old. I can't win anything. It's like I went on 10 years older than you. So Good you point. gotta well, prepare. Uh, what I guess a lot of people want to know uh, your your current relationship with uh, Danielle. I know it goes back you know, up and down. You have a seesaw of. Uh, oh no, it's been down for a long time. It has. It's still down. I was hoping to be a little uh, better yeah. this time. Dick, no. You know? uh, me and my son are. Me and my son are good. Uh, actually, we talked pretty. He's been. I invited him to be part of my recap, my Big Brother recap show, my podcast. Mm -hmm last year when his sister was on again and um so i think we did monday nights together i actually invited her husband too but he he was like uh without saying so many words like if i did that she would whip my ass i'm sorry thank you for oh. inviting me but i can't do it uh so it was me and my son and we did like a bunch of video mailbags and then i invited him back this season and he's been on uh, sunday nights with me so um so yeah, I'm like everything's good with Vincent. Um, Danielle's a whole different story. She's like, you know, you know what's funny is everybody has this idea of like what our relationship is, but nobody really knows. I, I, I'm not the only one. There's like a number of other people. It's that's how she deals with people. It's like just cuts them off. So um, it see. is what it is. And well, you know. I do. I'm sure you want to see more of your granddaughter. I haven't seen her at all. So yeah, it would be nice, but. Uh, oh. Oh, okay. uh, let me tell you, uh, see, we have fucked up family right there. And I got in the last couple of years, I don't think I told you about this. Um, I, I was in Africa with Shannon Elizabeth 
Oh, I love her, by the way. Oh, she's she's awesome. Uh, I was with <laughs> this vacation. I won't make. I'll try to make it as short as possible. But it's with Shannon and her boyfriend and my friend. Um, uh, do you guys watch Star Trek? I watched the movies. I'm not. <clears throat> I haven't been big on the TV shows just yet, but oh. I plan on it. Okay, Star Trek Voyager, uh, which is you know 20 years old or something. My friend uh, Garrett Wang, who played Harry Kim on yes, Star Trek, Voyager, okay. uh, he's a good friend of mine. It was like funny because we were talking, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm going to Africa." And then, and then, and he's like, "I think I'll join you." I was like, "I didn't invite you." Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. so I went up to like uh, Zimbabwe and Zambia and Victoria Falls and did all that with like one of my friends, and then both of us went down to uh, Cape Town and we uh, met up with Shannon and her boyfriend, Simon. And we did like uh, uh, great white, uh, great, great white shark cage diving and like all of this shit down in Cape Town. And then we flew over to Johannesburg and that's where we met up with Garrett and his girlfriend, uh, Megan. And we drove over to uh, Kruger and we, I found, I found this amazing Airbnb. It was like a lodge. Um, and we did like boat safaris and, Guided safaris and self-driving safaris and oh, nice. all kinds of shit. It's an amazing, amazing trip. Anyhow, at the end of that trip, I got a, a, um, an email, like an alert from uh, uh, Ancestry.com. Vincent had got – I never knew who my biological father was. So Vincent oh. got me a, a DNA test, and it sat on my counter for, I don't know, like nine months uh, before I finally did it. And uh, when it was in Africa, I got notification. And it turned out that it was a half-sister of mine. And through that half-sister that I had just wow. found out, she led me to seven more. Whoa! So, uh, wow. Yeah. And then six months later, I told those guys, I'm like, I'm going to do the 23 and Me and see if there's any more of us. And I found one more. Oh, uh, my so, God. Yeah. So there's like nine of us total. I'm the oldest one. Um, and there's the one that I met on 23 and Me, Greg. Uh, he lives in North Carolina. It was funny because, like, as soon as we, as soon as I met Greg, it was funny with Greg because uh, I was talking on the phone with him, and he's like, you know, it's like, oh, so what do you do for a living? Da da da. I'm like, oh, I do podcasts. And what about reality TV? Oh, really? You know, da da da. I'm like, yeah, I want a reality show. It's like, which one? I'm like, Big Brother. He goes, Are you evil dick? I'm like, Yes. My Greg, go away. So him and his family watched me, and they like they already knew me and stuff. So that was. That's awesome. Greg drove down here like um, I don't know a couple months later. Uh, he drove down here and we hung out and uh, spent a, like a weekend together, um, just kind of getting to know each other. And we haven't seen each other like since the pandemic and all that, so it's been a good couple years. But the uh, he's a Panthers fan up in North Carolina. I'm a Jets fan, so I saw the first game of the season. I'm like, hey, let's go to the game. So we just went last weekend Ooh, and spent the weekend okay. together and had a really good time. So well, that's a yeah. really good story, Dick. Well, life, uh, is weird, man. life is weird. So I got like a kind of fucked up family over here, but I got like all this new family I'm meeting and stuff. Uh, yeah, three of them are in Scotland. As a matter of fact, one of my brothers, Bobby, in Scotland, his daughter was Miss Scotland, I think 2009 or something. Okay. And then there's an actress, um, uh, Frankie, out in, uh, she lives in Hollywood. Um, she was actually a regular on Goliath at Billy Bob Thornton. Wow. So, um, wow. She a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it's like, it's just really weird. Then the uh-huh. one I originally met, Jordan, her and her brother, like full, full-blooded brother, Daniel, they're like my kid's age. I think they're like a year older. So my kids are 35 and 36. They're 36 and 37. Wow. And I've like talked to them pretty regular. And then there's one, I haven't talked to him yet, but there's a uh, 
who's really young when we when all this happened. Um, Wolfgang. Wolfgang's in Vegas. He's I have a brother that's 40 years younger than I am, dude. He's 18. Holy smokes. Yeah, see your face? Yeah, this weird, right? This weird. Wow. So I, haven't like, I haven't like, you know, it's like, what do I do? Dick, right? Dick, Dick Sr. got around, huh? Oh, dude. And there's like a weird 10-year gap where he was like in the military, Middle East or something. So I figure there's probably more. There's probably more. more. There. Wow. Yeah. Well, well, Dick, we really thank you so much for uh, coming back on Below the Belt Show to talk Big Brother. And uh, we always like to end with your awesome promo and as much flower, flowerly fuck-ups and FUs in the promo. Let us know who you are. Uh, you're on Below the Belt Show. Take it away. What do you want me to say? Listen to Below the Bell? Yeah, who you are from Big Brother. Um, listen to Below the Bell, throw out a plug, tell us the fuck off. I, I could do that. I do that on my cameos. It's great. Yeah, you should check some of those out. It's hilarious. Uh, this is Evil Dick on the on the Below the Belt show. Um, go fuck yourself and see you later. Peace out. Yes, I love it. All right. A snapshot of one, two, and three. <laughs> All right. That's great, <laughs> Evil. Evil, thanks so much. <clears throat> Have a great hey, night. Man, it, was good, it was good seeing you again. Nice meeting good you, talking. too. All right. <laughs> Have a good night. Bye. Good to see you. Bye. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye now. All right. <laughs>